Is that the right one? That's the one. Yeah, I don't know. The Prop Syndicate promo. Do we need that at this? How do you not have it? We've been playing it for like 80,000 weeks. <sighs> I don't think I have it in intros. There it is. All right. PopSyndicate.com Your one stop for all your unhealthy obsessions. Breaking news and in-depth reviews on all of your favorite movies, music, TV shows, podcasts, comics, books. PopSyndicate.com Thumbs of Fury with Mark, Dave, and Dustin, three brave men who dare to punch pop culture right where it hurts. The Descending Colon. Today we have a really big show. The three thumbs deliver the killing joke to the Dark Knight and put the heaven in Hellboy too. Then Mark takes an axe to so Ang married an axe murder and shoves pills down the throat of Anna Nicole and their movie to the limit. Are you ready? <laughs> it's thumb time. Now, I'm afraid we're in going into uh, yet another wonderful, glorious episode of Thumbs of Fury, episode 14. Is that all we're at? Sorry. It's been 14 consecutive weeks, I believe. Has or it? Well, I think we skipped a week in there. At least one. Is that, is that appropriate for you, Dave? Um, it sounds weird. I may, may just be stopped up. I don't know. I'm feeling kind of sick. <laughs> a little oh. backed up? Make yeah. sure you cough on Dustin. Please. I already coughed all over your your cough screen, but while you were out of the room, that's it protects against coughing. Though <laughs> it's an AIDS catcher. Are you serious? I am serious. But I see you're you already, you're already acceding to Nate's compliment. I coughed bulimia onto it, though. <laughs> that's I'm, good. I'm immune to bulimia, so I only succumb to anorexia. <laughs> uh oh, what? Heard something over there? Is that right? Just a cough. Did you vomit some more? through the whole show. Did okay. you vomit up another cake? Yep. <laughs> what? Bulimia? I have no idea what that means. Bulimia. Baby <laughs> throw a cake. Excuse you. He's got to lose that baby weight anyways. All right, let's go. All right. It's uh, a professional so, show. Is it? All right. <laughs> yes. All right. It's it's breaking apart quickly. <laughs> We're basically the Titanic. <laughs> it's breaking apart? It's the coming apart. turning into a... Uh, now, 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 now. A tumorous growth on the back of uh, the break room. <laughs> it may soon overtake the break room and become its own creature. But, speaking of creatures, of the night, oh, let's talk out. about Batman. Nice transition. A.K.A. The Dark Knight. Hit that wonderful clip from The Dark Knight. This town deserves a better class of criminal. And I'm going to give it to them. Tell your men they work for me now. Why? This is my city. They won't work. I'm afraid. 
why don't we cut you up into little pieces and feed you to your pooches? Hmm? And then we'll see how loyal a hungry dog really is. It's not about money. It's about sending a message. So, I apologize for the, uh, the tiny joker there. But I uh, couldn't really find on the web a decent clip of the Joker. It was mostly just Christian Bale and a lot of Maggie, with way too much to Maggie Gyllenhaal. Hmm. Uh, that was the only scene that actually had Heath Ledger, a.k.a. the Joker, in it. And for those that haven't seen the movie, that's actually the only scene he's in in the whole movie. Right, exactly. You'd be very surprised. He's going to win an Oscar for that right there. Sorry yep. to spoil it for you, but that's pretty much the climax of the movie. Uh, this is the sequel to Batman Begins, of course, really? starring Christian Bale, directed by Christopher Nolan. Uh, not starring Katie Holmes again, but starring Maggie Gyllenhaal as not Katie Holmes. Not starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, as uh, Rachel Dawes as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not starring George Clooney. Yeah, not starring George Clooney. Or his bobblehead. I was kind of looking for that. I was or hoping, Chris O'Donnell. Yep. Or Elisa Silverstone. Or Michael, <laughs> or Al Go. Or Jim Carrey. Yeah. Or Matthew Broderick. Or Tommy Lee Jones. Or Drew Barrymore. Man, there was a lot of people in those <laughs> movies. Uh, it was a, a star-studded cast. Um, so this picks up, I don't know how long, I mean, several months after Batman Begins. They have not yet rebuilt the, ma- the mansion, and so uh, Bruce Wayne is operating out of a penthouse, and the Batcave is now under a, a shipping container. <clears throat> uh Basically, the Joker that was uh, acknowledged at the end of the movie the last time shows up and played by Heath Ledger, of course, and his not his last role, but his next to last role, and probably his most acclaimed role to date. Maybe his last role that didn't actually show up anywhere because I don't know. Okay, he's, he's got one. On the other one. He's got one more movie. Ten things I hate I don't about think you. It was done in that though. He wasn't it? done, but his part is going to be. Just so people know, we're talking about the imaginary of Doctor Parnassus. Yeah, and his role will be shown in the movie, but. Uh, he's going to be shown in different ways, uh, but played by Christian Bale and I think Matt Damon and a couple other people. Maybe. If Christian or, Bale's not in prison. He's not going to be in prison. It is the UK, and I realize there are strict uh, speech laws there, but I doubt it. Crazy little um, I don't know. So, ten, ten Things I Hate About You may have been his most acclaimed role. Not after this movie. Not after Batman. I'll, I'll contest that. Okay, you do that. <laughs> uh, so, basically, uh, the Joker comes into Gotham. Think the Knight's Tale is better. <laughs> he takes it over. He takes over Gotham, the, the uh, Gotham crime syndicates, and uh, starts destroying the city in the best way he knows how. And at some point, um, Start fl- flinging Batman diarrhea. decides, thinks about quitting. And at the same time, there's it's a new, way to take over the city. There's a uh, new district attorney. Harvey Dent, play, played by Aaron Eckhart. A nude? <laughs> <laughs> he's nude the entire time. It's weird. And, uh, it's kind of a kid's movie. And it's, it's odd because it does the Austin Powers thing through the whole movie where <laughs> stuff like goes in the way right at the right times. Exactly. <laughs> he's always so. delivering sausages or something like that to someone. Nice melons. Thank you. <laughs> so, Dustin, after the scatological description, because I'm... I'm the first chair here. Well, then first chair should go first. All right. Dave, what did you think? <laughs> um, I liked it. <coughs> Sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm dying. Someone call a doctor. Hey, dude. <coughs> hey, dude. I thought the... Um, I liked it a lot. We had an interesting viewing experience. That's true. Which we'll probably... Let's wait and get that into that in the break room, maybe. Tease. Which, which that means was a tease. Wait, but the way this plays is... 
You're going to have to then go back and listen to the break room. <laughs> Dang it. Because it's back in time. Well, then you just heard about that well, in the break room. Well, let's release it first. About the break you heard room. about it now. It's more timely. Let's do this is first. It more, is it? Dark Knight just came out. Okay. Fine. No break oh, whoa, room for whoa, whoa, you this week. Whoa. We don't care about our fans anyways. So go listen to next week's break uh, room. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to next week's break room, you'll hear the tale right. of the uh, Dark Knight viewing. Or will you? Yeah. We may just omit it and right. leave you hanging. <laughs> That's right. Leave you begging. Um, as it I were. liked it. I uh, due to our viewing experience, I think I had trouble getting into it. <laughs> I was really, really into it, and then I got pulled out, and then I don't know that I ever actually shoved yeah. it back in. That's I think we call said. that interruptus. Um, Coitus interruptus. That's a little too I, blue uh, for the show. A little <laughs> too blue. Sorry, sex. What? My big I, ass tool. The action was good. The Christian what? Bell was the good. The actual is good. The, the action. Action. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, we look. Apparently, sure the look, according good. to some other podcasts, we have ridiculously hic- hiccified accents. <laughs> so, oh, we, we said have, that. Know, we have to enunciate. <laughs> well, you're just going to have to listen to the break room to really hear the details. Don't they know I was doing a voice on that one show? No. With you the, don't hear your own accent, Dave. You're with you're practically the Beverly Hillbillies with redneck whore, <laughs> young redneck whore. Who's young redneck whore? Oh, that one. Mama. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you do sound like Daisy Duke. I, that was new, I thought that was a special guest. That was you. Um, <laughs> way, to, way to pull back the curtain. Um, I, I thought it was good. So I give it a. I'll say right now. I give it a thumbs up. It's definitely, right. definitely worth seeing. It's, it's not a flaming. Very well made. It's smoldering thumbs up. It's flaming. I guess it's Ooh. flaming thumbs up. I liked it a lot. But I do have the opinion that I know Aaron for Paper Bag has also. You want to hold him. off on this opinion till we get to the to later in the show to make your declaration? Sure, maybe. To give it a little Do more you weight. The, you know the opinion already? Yes, I know the opinion. You've oh. already stated it. To you? I yeah, didn't you, know I talked to Marcus about it. Yeah. You said it in email. Oh. Uh, right. Don't you pay attention to what you say? I don't really. <laughs> Clearly, you don't. Not usually. Don't. I give it a thumbs up. It's a good movie. Every All the acting is great. The action's great. Everything's mm-hmm. really well done. I thought the um, the supersonic uh, cell phone trick was a little on the cheesy, goofy side. I would like to see them write that a little bit better and do something, something that was more believable, right? To figure that part of the show out. But overall, that's probably my only big complaint. I would actually have to agree with you on that point. That's the, really the only thing I didn't like about this movie was the very end, and not not the way it ended or anything like that. Uh, there were certainly some things I have some qualms about with the ending, which I'm not going to spoil here, but. Um, that the biggest that's the biggest complaint I had about the movie was the sonar computer that Batman uses. I wouldn't have had a problem if it was just the one cell phone device that that Lucius Fox introduces earlier in the movie, but then they turn into a whole supercomputer and that was just a little wonky. Um, but past that, I love the movie. I thought Heath Ledger was. I thought this was his best role that he he's ever done, and I would imagine it will probably. Um, Su- Probably still shoots way over his next movie. I love how the supercomputer had like a billion screens. Yeah, you which really I really don't need that many and screens. And not only were they a billion doing- screens, they were a million tiny screens. Yes, <laughs> doing nothing, just showing random colors. Right. Um, but that means it's all perfect. Uh, they should have just had it on like a little old-fashioned radar screen. Just one teeny one. The bat the, radar? With the circles and the little bleep that comes out, and Lucius is just staring at that screen the, the whole time, figuring it out. Yeah. Um, I thought I really didn't like Maggie Gyllenhaal at all. I thought she was actually more useless than Katie Holmes was, and that's saying quite a bit. See, I, think. I really could care less either way. I and think she they should have just had continuation and kept the same character. Exactly. I, but it, my problem with her is I think that 
her character was flat in Batman Begins, and I thought she was even more flat in this movie. I mean, you would think that after what happened in the last movie, she would be a little bit more tough, but she was actually more tough in Batman Begins when it comes to the whole crime thing. So I was I was very disappointed. I thought she was very useless and uh, considerably miscast. Um, Christian Bale was great again. Um, my man crush continues with him. Uh, the only complaint I have about him is that when he gets into Batman, he becomes Batman. He develops a strong lisp when he talks. And it's very evident because you focus a lot. Now, he, he always has a lisp, but you don't notice as much until you have a black mask on and you're focusing mainly on his mouth. Yeah, well, I think also evident. the voice it, adds to it. And it rest- he's yes, doing. and the mask restricts his movement. So that's the only part I don't like. And I think that the less Batman says, the better. Um, but I thought he was great. But overall, Heath Ledger was, was just awesome. Uh, you couldn't tell it was Heath Ledger. And uh, really, I mean, unless you, you know, obviously went into it knowing that. But I thought he, for me, he is the best Joker that has ever been done uh, in all the movies, uh, aside from Cesar Romero in the original TV series. I was say, he's no Cesar Romero. There, you talk about two polar opposites, though. Cesar Romero <laughs> and then Heath Ledger. Yeah. Maybe they should, get, they should dig up Cesar Romero to, to take over the role for the next movie, for the trial of Joker. Why don't they just dig up Heath Ledger if they're going to dig someone up? Because Heath Ledger wasn't buried alive. Like the original Joker was. Oh, okay. He was okay. buried with uh, the guy who played King Tut in the original TV series <laughs> and Egghead. Oh, I um, forgot about that. But to give my rating, uh, I give it a flaming thumbs up. This is my favorite movie of the summer. Probably the movie of the year for me. Best actor, Heath Ledger, all the way. Best movie of the year. Tops Iron Man, even, and I loved Iron Man. Uh, but I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like, there were literally points where I was actually leaning forward really into the movie, and that's really difficult to get me that into it. Uh, I was really into it until our unfortunate incident, which we will detail on the next episode of The Break Room, <laughs> which you have to go listen to. Uh, so, flaming thumbs up. Uh, I would stack three thumbs on top of each other if I could. Um, oh, and let me let me just say well, one more thing. You're not quick. allowed to. You can put two together. Um, I was really su- okay. Fine, a big thumb, a big toe up, and a big thumb up. You can, have them, give connected. You can have them connected by lightning, though. <laughs> <laughs> Conjoined twin thumb up. Um, I will say that I was really surprised with the way Christopher Nolan, um, the way he shot this movie, that it looked very, or the, I should, maybe the cinematography of it, was very different from Batman Begins, in that it was, Batman Begins was more realistic than than the Tim Burton movies and, and the Joel Schumacher movies. Um, the closest one was probably the original 1963 movie, or 66 or whenever it came out, as far as a real looking city. And then he went and did this, and... Batman Begins was still kind of comic booky with the giant tram and things like that, and it was shot very, very comic booky, very four color. But this one is wholly realistic, and I actually liked it more. Uh, removing well, this comic one, book they elements. shot most of it in Chicago. They did the last one too, from what yeah, I remember. Yeah, but almost all of the city scenes were done in the, right. in the big studio they built. Oh, were they? Yeah, but it looked. I mean, it looked great and uh, i loved how more much more realistic it, it looked even after and they that. i i don't know how many they used in this one but they used a lot of miniatures in the in the first one yeah especially for that um for the train and all that yeah. it's all cg and miniatures and so, i think you know i think that this character out of most comic book characters lends itself to having a realistic environment being really key to making it a good movie in my mm-hmm. opinion you know it's just, Superman and you know other ones it doesn't matter as much because you should be able to believe that you could if you had Batman's the, mean, a guy. the ways and the means you could train him to become exactly Batman, Batman's yeah. just a guy with some stuff he's which, not, he doesn't have superhero powers which know? they kind of allude to in the very beginning of the movie with the bat vigilantes yeah. which was kind of funny uh, the way they did it yeah. it basically looked like you on Halloween that one year in high school 
you know. I put the eye black on my eyes, True. though. But, you uh, know, the black the splits, level. yeah. So, Dustin, as the, <laughs> the, splits, yeah. as the resident uh, Batman movie aficionado. Uh, never claimed that title, but I guess uh, I You do all the time. It's on all your email. I dare That's anyone. Official email <laughs> I dare anyone to email Dustin and find out. Break room at Gmail, right? But uh, uh, yeah, I thought this movie was was excellent. Um, I think they did a great job, basically in every facet of casting. I disagree with you on Maggie Gyllenhaal. I actually thought she was better than Katie Holmes mm-hmm. personally. The character itself didn't go anywhere. I agree right. with that. Oh, they left she the went character. somewhere. Heyo! But could the character have been completely left out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But see, I, I don't have a complaint about Gyllenhaal at all. I just I much prefer them to keep the same person if it's that small of a role. Well, you know, I understand that too. But I, to my understanding, that was Katie Holmes' deal. She said she had a schedule conflict yeah. and couldn't do it. Well, then then don't well, even have she's the a, too late. Meow. Yeah. You 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 could have had Aaron Eckhart's character Harvey Dent without her. Uh, it's the same problem with Superman. It's like, why can they not? They cannot cast the strong female roles appropriately. We haven't had it since Kim Basinger as Vicki Vale in the '89 movie, yeah. and even she was—I mean, she wasn't spectacular, uh, but Michelle she was. Michelle Pfeiffer better. did a pretty good job. Okay, Michelle Pfeiffer. Good point. I forgot about her. Um, but Kate Bosworth in, in the Superman Returns movie, yeah. um, Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane still doesn't work for me, even after three movies. And, you know, quite frankly, if they do pick Catwoman for the third Batman, which more than likely there's going to be one, if they pick her or pick Catwoman, they better do that right. right. But um, maybe they'll go back to Katie Holmes for that role. Yeah, exactly. I heard Kate Beckinsale, one of the hmm. potentials, but we'll they see. Just go back to Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe she could have still Getty. But I think uh, Christian Bale was great again. I, I didn't have any problem with the Lisp thing, I didn't even really notice it. Um, sometimes his. It was kind of awkward when he would speak in a long time mm. because that gruff voice, you know, it kind of it, sometimes it got a little bit almost kind of like goofy. I don't know how to explain it, but there was one yeah, time. It seemed like it was a little bit more this movie. Yeah, he was talking a little too long. It's like if you do little little threats here and there in that voice, it's cool, but you don't need to go into like a monologue in right. a Batman voice. Definitely should have stayed away from the Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think Michael Caine's great. Probably the best yeah. Alfred you could have picked. Uh, I think Morgan Freeman adds a lot to it. I think he's good as Lucius Fox. I think overall they did great. And, of course, Heath Ledger, to me, is head and shoulders above anyone that's played the Joker. Right. Uh, his performance, along with just the way that Nolan and his brother wrote it, I mean, that was that was a great way to do the Joker that no one has done on film you know, yet. You know, I was just thinking, I was just it, it kind of reminds me of the Joker from the animated series, except with... I mean that the way they played him was very much like the animated series. The animated series did have a darker Joker. You know, yeah. Jack Nicholson even was you know more clownish and it was goofier. This one was just really dark and it fit really well in this. Right. Um, I even liked the way they introduced the Bat Cycle. I thought that was kind of cool. It wasn't cheesy. Yeah. No, I, was, I, I was very was happy about that. A yeah. cool way to do it. Um, there was some ridiculousness, but you expect a little bit. You know, a little bit over the top mm-hmm. action in it. Uh, but overall, I would say it was really good. Um, some parts, that, for some reason, it could be just because I've never seen anyone with half his face screwed up, that sometimes the two-face was a little jarring. I don't know if it was the CG or makeup or what. Some of it looked, it kind of took me out of it for a little bit. I think some of it was, on all the cartoons and stuff, it's never been quite as, like, the burns have never been quite as deep 
Yeah. Like you didn't see all the, the tendons and yeah. muscles. The tendons especially. They've like, usually gotten away with the lips being gone, but they've never yeah, had like And the normally it's just anything. mostly scarring on the rest of it. It's not yeah. as much like nothing. Yeah, it's very very different from the uh was it the Batman Forever? Oh, yeah, that was Two Face. That was so stupid. Yeah. Uh I I'm kind of disappointed what they did with that character. But overall, I don't really have too many complaints. The the sonar thing is kind of stupid, but it's a comic book movie. I give I give it a little bit of a pass sometimes on that kind of stuff uh, because I liked it when they first used it. I think when they introduced it in the movie, I thought it was pretty cool. Right. But um, I think they overused it, maybe. But I think in the first the first opening act, I, I think it was all right the way they used it. But later, <coughs> it was a bit much. Right. Uh, but overall, I would give it a flaming thumbs up, and uh, I would recommend it to anybody. Good movie, good casting, good script, and hopefully, if they do a third one, which they probably will, that it. it Holds up to that one. All right, so two flaming thumbs up and one mutated lightning thumb up. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, our next feature film is Hellboy 2. I'm telling you, we don't need this guy. Well, I think we do. Evidently, this guy's quite the big shot in Washington. What's his name? His name is Johann Krauss. Johann Krauss? Mm-hmm. Sounds terrible. He's the top man in ectoplasmic. Ectoplasmic. Yes, thank you. Ectoplasmic research. Comes highly recommended by our European liaison. Liaison. I love that word, don't you? It's so hoity toity. I don't like German. No fingerprints. Here he comes. Germans make me nervous. No photo. Dossier says, and I translate, he has a nice open face. Man, that looks crazy. At your service. I like him. So this is the sequel, yet another sequel, to, uh, of course, the original Hellboy. Inspired one sequel. Huh? They'll have one sequel. I know. Yet another sequel. I mean, well, actually, actually, that's oh, not okay. true. There were two cartoon features in between the two movies, yeah, which are incontinuous. Those don't count, though. We're talking about movie Feature sequels. film sequel, yes. They called this Hellboy 2. Yeah. They didn't call it 4. Good point. So they scoreboarded you on that. <laughs> we'll just call it Hellboy 4 for good measure. <laughs> Um, okay. But yes, this is the uh, the movie movies inspired by the Mike Mignola comic book. Stars Ron Parl- Parl- right. Parl- Perlin as right. Hellboy, Selma Blair Ron as Paul. Liz, Ron Paul, <laughs> uh, Doug Jones as Abe Sapien, Jeffrey Tambor as the new guy, and uh, Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy uh, as Johan, the German, the new German, whatever kind of director he is, special agent guy, special agent, cool guy. <laughs> And basically in this one, um, a race of elves that live under the ground. Who dwarves, one, wasn't it? No, they weren't dwarves. It wasn't elves. Was they it? were elves. Are you sure? Wikipedia. They weren't dwarves. They don't necessarily live underground. Maybe they it was live trolls. In the dark they were not places. trolls either. I, I think they were elves. I don't think so. Uh, either way, elf-looking people. Yeah, it was elves. Had At one time had a war with uh, humanity and eventually made peace. And the Golden Army. Oh, which you're talking about them. I was thinking of the place that they went in to no, go looking for. That's, oh, that was the troll market. That's all yeah. kinds of different stuff uh, okay. that's in the troll market. Uh, so one guy decides, um, I don't want peace anymore. The troll, the, the troll prince. See, now you get me saying troll. <laughs> the elf prince decides he doesn't want peace anymore. <laughs> decides to reactivate the Golden Army, which almost destroyed humanity last time. But Are just, you serious? And uh, of course, Hellboy is sent to, <laughs> to stop him, along with the rest of the BRPD. Uh, the guy, the the agent. Um, the kind of young-looking dude that was in the first one. I forgot his name all of a sudden. 
uh, is, so not, have Wikipedia. is not in this one. So, Oh, wow. Um, let's go to Dustin, since you refused to go in the last <laughs> one. What did you think of Hellboy 2? Well, I'll start off by saying when Hellboy 1 came out, I didn't know what to expect from that because I'd never really heard anything about it. And I was pleasantly surprised by it. Um, it was pretty dark, brooding kind of movie. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting. I think, well, maybe not like Batman, but I was going to say it seems like the darker of the two Hellboys was the first one by far. Because I think in the second one, they did a really good job of morphing it from kind of a serious movie into kind of a... I wouldn't say silly movie, but it's got a lot of humor in it, and it works really well in the movie. Um, I think overall the movie, the story was good. Um, the acting was good. They did a great job, some of the best job with special effects of any movie going. And I would just say overall it was really good. I really didn't have any particular qualms with it. Cause, so, probably because partially you know, I didn't have the expectations for it that I would a right. Batman or something else that's more established. Don't know anything about it. There's no real established story, you know, mythos out there to follow or anything there that is I know of. Comic books. But I'm saying that I know of. So for me, it, I'm telling you now. Obviously, if you read the comic books, now you know of it. It doesn't matter. I haven't read it. <laughs> so for me, it could go any way. I'd be okay with it. And um, so you know, I'd give it a flaming thumbs up as well. It was a really good movie, and I'd recommend that one to anyone as well. All right. Um, I'm not familiar with comic books either. I mean, I'm familiar with them in that I know of them, and I know that there's a mythos out there, and like yourself. Um, but I've never I don't know about the mythos. I know that there is one. Okay. Well, I've never read the comic books. Uh, Nazi. Just always missed out on them. And yes, Nazis were in the first movie. Um, I really enjoyed the first movie. Again, like you, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, just kind of one of those movies. It looks. I like the fact that they used practical effects, and they didn't realize much on CG, and so I went and saw it, really enjoyed myself, and recommended it. I think we were it. still reviewing movies for the other website at that point, too. I think that's for old media sharks, yeah. yeah. Um, so, this one comes along, directed again by Gil- Guillermo del Toro. Crazy And uh, the guy has become one of my... Uh, the most visually appealing director out there, I think, right now, going with Pan's Labyrinth and this, and... Mm. I got a little thing for him. A little bit. He's visually little, appealing. He's he's a little visually appealing, yes. <laughs> um, but he's a great cinematographer, and I really enjoy everything he's done so far. Uh, this movie didn't let me down at Have all. Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Uh, no, I've just seen like the extensive trailers and stuff. It's mm-hmm. on my queue. Um, it's really good. That's what I hear. Uh, it's not what you expect, but it's really good. Okay. I'll have How to. do you know what I expect? It's true. Well, it's not what the previews make it look like it is. I don't expect what the previews say. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Uh, yet. I you have should it. check it out. I have it at home. I but don't it. expect it to be like a big fantasy movie, like it kind of looks like from the trailers. It's more about the war. All right. Stop the war. The Iraq War? Yeah. Okay. Um, this movie didn't let me down. Uh, it's weird I, that they're in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great movie. It uh, surpassed the first. Um, it looked better than the first movie. No. Um, and I really enjoyed it all the way around. It's probably my number three um, movie this summer. Uh, just because Iron Man is still number two, and then Batman uh, surpasses everything right now, uh, but I really enjoyed it. And the only the only complaint I had about it was I thought it was it was such a big movie as far as things that happen. I wonder what they can do for the third to really top it and make a complete trilogy. I don't know that they can because this was such a large scale movie. That's a good and, point. Uh, I don't know. I thought maybe almost there was too much action and not enough um, character development. 
Um, but one thing I did really love and wish I wish they had done more of was getting more into those um, mythological creatures like they did with the tooth fairies. I thought those were those were awesome at the very beginning of the movie and how they kind of spun that into a darker uh, mythology. Woo! But uh, Woo! I give it a, I give it a thumbs up. Um, I would actually say a flaming thumbs up because it's um, very much recommended by me. So Dave, <laughs> that's a good reason. <laughs> it is. It's perhaps the best reason. In now, all of movie reviewing history, I um, we all saw it together, and I've seen it again since then. And we held hands. Yeah, um, we all sat on top of each other's laps <laughs> in a big three stack. <laughs> That's how we were supposed to see it the second time. You should have called us. Oh. Um, I loved it. I loved, I the I loved everything about the movie except <laughs> one thing, and that is that they didn't have the same voice for Abe Sapien. I wish they could have got the dude from Cheers again. From Frazier? From Frazier. Yeah. Niles? Yeah, I wish they could have got Niles that, again. Niles Daphne. I, I thought the new guy, he had Pointing a lot. out who it was. The new guy had a lot more lines, and mm-hmm. I didn't like his voice as much. So that was probably my only complaint. Well, here's the thing. He's not really the new guy, because he played Abe Sapien in the last Oh, well, yes, movie. but I mean the new, the new voice right. had a lot more lines, and it was a voice I didn't like as mm-hmm. much. It's um, a new guy as far as the voice is concerned. Yeah, just the same. Which is what he's talking just about. Just same character right. actor. Well, you got to be like that. Um... Which I wonder if that guy didn't play the Angel of Death, because he plays. I think he probably plays a lot of the different creatures in the movie, because he does a lot of uh, Guillermo del Toro's uh, different creatures that he does in different movies he's done. Right. Um, like he's Pan in Pan's Labyrinth. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, he's the yeah. same guy. Speaking of, if you'd like to hear an interview, he's a contortionist. If you'd like to hear an interview with Doug Jones, go to pickledembryo.libson.com. It's still out there. There's an interview with Doug Jones. Oh yeah, they did interview from, him. I forgot uh, about Pan's that. Labyrinth. I would say. Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, everybody's been raving about Pickled Embryo for some reason this week uh, on pit, on the Cinema Diabolical I've board. I've never so. understood that show. No, it was terrible. Yeah, it had was, a terrible third guy on it. It really was. <laughs> I mean, he's probably the uh, the worst personality ever, that guy. I would say one kind of funky thing uh, about the effects was that, you know, the big fist is supposed to have some weight to it, and the, the way you're looking at it, Hellboy's big fist, and when he, like... Rams it into that thing when he's in the troll market. Mm-hmm. To me, it looked like a giant foam fist hitting a big metal object. There's just a couple little things like that, but I still like it way better than someone trying to do CG and like we talked about before in a human form. Right. Yeah. It looks much better in a suit. And I, I do love the way that Del Toro relies on the practical effects. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's probably one of the things I like about his stuff most is his effects mm-hmm. and his costumes and puppetry. I bet he does great with the Hobbit. Probably, yeah. yeah. And uh, I just love his style that he has, the mm-hmm. way his films, the way they look. And I think his, and I love that he actually doesn't do every single thing CG. I think Probably, his characters yeah. look great. Yeah. And when he does CG, he does it pretty well. Yeah. The big uh, the big um, forest god thing, right. that looked freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you could tell it was cool. CG, but it looked awesome whenever like the slime would fall and start grass would start growing. I thought that looked really cool. Yeah. And again, that was so... Not it's so fantasy that it didn't matter if it looked quote unquote real because yeah. <laughs> it's so fantasy. Compared to the first movie, I thought this one was it was lighter in its um, script and plot and stuff. Yeah, it was like what you said. But I thought some of the actual characters that he made up were a lot more fantasy and dark looking, mm-hmm. like um, just the way the people looked, like the the guards with the swords and the big you know pointy helmet things on. I thought the Golden Army itself was kind it of was a little fantasy, goofy, yeah. goofy, but um, but. And they, uh, the dude, the uh, like guy, the uh, guard guy that had the 
flat face and the really long fingers that ask him for his weapon at first. Oh, yeah. Ask oh, the yeah. prince for his weapon. I thought that guy looked cool. Um, I thought it was good. I have, <laughs> which I talked to um, Aaron from Paperbag Radio, www.paperbagradio.com, about this the other day. And we and I was thinking this before I ever talked to him. And Current enemy just, of Cinema Diabolical, by yes, the way. He just happened to bring it up. But I, we're both of the, what will, I'm sure, be an unpopular opinion of, I enjoyed Hellboy 2 more than Batman. And I think you're insane. For I know. Opinion. Everyone's going to think that. But I, I, loved, I loved Batman, but... I really, really loved Hellboy 2. So what made it rise above Batman? I don't know if it was because it was... I think what it was because it was more unexpected stuff. I didn't know where it was going to go at all. You know, Batman, it's going to be based in reality mm-hmm. for the most part. It's going to... I knew it was going to have the Joker. I knew it was going to have Two-Face. I kind of knew what was what to expect. Right. I knew what to expect from his special effects and his characters. They were all great. But I think I just really enjoyed Hellboy 2 more because I didn't know what to expect around every turn. I didn't, you know, I didn't see the troll stuff coming. I didn't see the army. You know, I had, had no idea what was going to happen. I agree with I you. I really got into that. it. I, that's that's what I was saying, too, because, you know, Hellboy just came out of nowhere, really. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't comic. like a huge, it wasn't a huge comic in the, you know, not the Superman, Batman, Spider-Man sense. Yeah, right. and same so, with the first one. I, I had yeah. no idea what to expect, and so whenever I saw it, I loved it. Yeah. And I loved where the story went. And in the first one, I thought the little um, tentacle bad guys at the end, they actually were kind of freaky looking. It, <laughs> yeah. it was weird looking, and it kind of weirded me out. Um, But I just, I loved everything about the movie. I did, the only one, only single complaint I have is, a couple of the special effects were cheesy, and the voice of Abe Sapien mainly. Yeah, I thought a couple times when like people were getting thrown, mm-hmm. and you could tell they were on strings, like flying a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah, I th- and like not having any gravity to them. I, right. I saw that a couple times. That always kind of bothers me, unless it's meant to be that way, like in old Asian movies and stuff. Sure, but I loved it, and I would say it goes Hellboy two, Batman, and Iron Man for me so far this year. Top three, yeah, top three. All right, well. So I give it a flaming mutated lightning thumb up. Is it your movie of the year? It is so far for me. All right. All right. All right. Would, you know, I have to say that as as summers go, first of all, this is the most movies I've seen in one summer in I don't know how many years. I think this is the greatest geek summer, but also perhaps the greatest movie summer in many, many years. It's yeah. definitely the greatest geek summer ever for any uh, any nerds out there. So let's talk about our next movie. Um... It's kind of old. It's called So I, uh, so I Married an Axe Murder, starring uh, Mike Myers, and I'm reviewing the special edition, and here's a, here's a little snippet from that movie. Well, it's a well-known fact, Sonny Jim, <laughs> that there's a secret society of the five wealthiest people in the world, known as the Pentaverite, mm. who run everything in the world, including the newspapers, and meet tri-annually at a secret country mansion in Colorado known as the Meadows. So who's in this Pentaverite? The Queen, the Vatican, the Gettys, the Rothschilds, and Colonel Sanders before he went tetsa. Oh, I hated the Colonel with his wee beady eyes and that smug look on his face. Oh, you're going to buy my chicken. Oh, Dad, how can you hate the Colonel? Because he puts an addictive chemical in his chicken that makes you crave it fortnightly, smart arse. <laughs> Interesting. Cuckoo. So, yes, this is the, what was like, 95, 96? Something yeah. like that. 
Yeah, it was uh, early, it was early 90s, I think. It was early Mike Myers, around that whole Wayne's World, Saturday Night Live era. I'll make a hot a hot opinion, hot movie opinion. Right. I think I may think this movie's better than the Wayne's World movies. I loved this movie. See, Wayne's World, I would say it's like number two to Wayne's World for Mike Myers movies. Not to me. I, like, I think I like it better. Well, you know it was, that, and it's kind of like Hellboy. It kind of came out of nowhere. It wasn't based true. on like a Saturday Night Live skit, and you knew what you were getting. But are you ready for, for an opinion here? Okay, go ahead doesn't hold up. Really? It really doesn't. You know, I, I hadn't seen it in probably five, six years. I used to love this movie. Now, I say that. The first half of the movie, which I, I think most people agree with, is way better than the second half. When Once you find out that whole axe murder well, thing, yeah. kind of, I mean, which is kind of to be expected, but... It's like Office Space, though. I'll tell you what works. What still works is the dad, um, the mom making out, like, always trying to mug down with his best friend, <laughs> yeah. Anthony LaPaglia, uh, and she kind of looks like a female Billy Connolly. Um... I mean, all that stuff's still really funny. The, yes, I know it's early '90s humor, and it's stuff. not even I don't that. Explain no. it. I don't, it, it. It's it's like um, like Jim Carrey in Bruce Almighty, like the cuckoo thing, and he does that hello thing, which is really annoying. Like Jim Carrey <laughs> and Bruce Almighty when he did whatever he did. I, think, um, I still think it's funny. The Mike Myers by himself doesn't really work. That that character. I would say the humor around him that he does, the, the typical dress-up stuff, is re- it still really holds up. You think it was funny when he dropped the towel in front of everyone? Uh, that was okay. It was, it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. I, I'm just saying when you and go back and view it now... the bare butt? It's, it was funny. I'm just saying it's not as good as I remembered it. Put it that way. Oh, okay. Uh, now, this is the special edition of the film. Don't get me wrong. I still loved it, but I would say it goes Wayne's World, Austin Powers 1, or maybe 2, and then this one. Uh, and then Wayne's World 2. I think Austin Powers is better than um, all of them, but... Love anyway. Guru, number one. Uh, yeah, so this was released in conjunction with to kind of make use of the Love Guru, which failed miserably. And, and it probably outsold the Love Guru. <laughs> the probably, because <laughs> Mike, Steph, and Mike um, piped in with a hot opinion from uh, Sweden and said that the Love Guru is more offensive in more ways than you can imagine. So I have a hot sports opinion for you. What's that? I think Mike Myers is overrated. Highly. I think he's becoming more and more overrated. I think he's becoming more useless. I didn't didn't used to I think be. He think is just a. I think he's going to be the next Eddie Murphy. I would agree with you there. I yes, think he was absolutely. good in this. I think he was good in Wayne's World. I think he did a good job of Shrek. Austin I, Powers and Austin one and Powers. Two. I, you know, the third Austin Powers was weaker, but Shrek, the first two yeah. were pretty good. Shrek one and two. I think they yeah. were good, but I think they were overrated. All right. Um, hey, I said it was a hot opinion. That's fine. That's hot. It's so it's so steaming. Breaking the news. No, I think he's I think he's completely gonna do the Eddie Murphy I agree. burnout and Eddie Murphy is so terrible now. I don't think Mike Myers is gonna be able to let go of the character acting of the dress up goofy trying to create a someone new acting yeah. and I think it's gonna burn America out on him. It's like they are already have. doing. And Eddie Murphy used to be great. Yeah, he and he cannot. And he cannot ever sign a contract for a movie where he doesn't play six or more characters. Yeah. Daddy it's Daycare was one of his best movies in recent years, and he mm. played just himself. Yeah. I, I think Mike Myers needs to go back to that. I think he needs to rediscover um, you know, what he had during but the second half. In Axe Murder, Mike Myers himself was generally the straight guy yeah. in most of the scenes. And you were so able to play you, off him himself as a straight guy. All you get is the characters in the new movies. You don't see yeah. any of the... The stump underneath. The straight guy. And now we've, we've been so swamped by it, it's kind of old hat and not as funny as it used to be. Yeah. Um, but this is the special edition, so you know, you're always expecting a lot more. So um, you want to hear about these awesome special features <laughs> that are on this? Uh, by the look on your face, I'm guessing no, but well, let's hear them anyways. Let me count them off. Um, you can select scenes. All right. 
<laughs> all right. Um, all I right. think there's some trailers for other movies. Oh. It's quite the special edition, <laughs> meaning that there is nothing. There's no commentary. There's no um, now, documentary. Where did, you, where did you see this? There's, where did I see what? Where did you get this from? Uh, it was part of the Pop Syndicate stuff. Ah. It so says it wasn't like jet. from Blockbuster where no, they just no, give you no. disc one and you never know there's even supposed to be a disc two. No, it it says special edition in big uh, bold letters on there. Mike Myers in, and there's nothing special about it. It's like they said. The only thing it says it's remastered in high definition. But here's the go. thing: it was a regular DVD, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can't have high definition off that if unless you get an upscale DVD player. Even then, it doesn't matter. It's not true high definition. So it is not worth your money. If you don't own it, I don't even know that you should go buy it. I it's a movie you can watch every five years. Repressing it and having a new label that says special edition does actually kind of make it a special and edition. A nice, <laughs> and a nice slip cover. Technically. technically. I, w- I, would re- I would recommend this for a rental. Um, it gets a, a flaming thumbs down just because this is the worst re-release I've ever seen of any movie. So that's, cause, not, that's not critiquing the film, that's no, critiquing the special I'm edition. Critiquing, I'm critiquing just the special edition, and it is a steaming pile of crap. Hmm. Just on it's that basis. It's worse than the re-release of Indiana Jones movies that have less special features than but, the original releases and cost more. <laughs> but still has special features. And new, they're new special features, too. Okay. So, at least Indiana Jones had that. So, flaming thumbs down. Don't waste your money. If you already have it, there's no reason to go buy the new version. Uh, rent it from Netflix uh, or something like that. Flaming lightning mutated thumb down. Right. Exactly. Speaking of uh, rentals, breaking the Let me uh, just throw out a surprise review here. Okay. I think, uh, and the only way you can seem to get this movie is by uh, actually through the mail version, at least on Blockbuster. Obviously, Netflix is all mail, but you can't find it like in a Blockbuster store anywhere. I hate that they don't have any female movies at all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I talked to you about this a few weeks ago to see if you knew about it, Uh, but it's The Nines with Ryan Reynolds. Right. Ended up watching I remember seeing that email and not responding to it. Right. Oh, did I? I didn't even know I put you in there. Um, that's a really good movie. If you get a chance to rent it, you should pick it up. We, it's, it takes a really different kind of twist. Right. Um, somewhere in the middle, Ryan Reynolds actually plays three different characters, quote-unquote, in this. and he actually, He's Eddie Murphying it up? Sort of, but he does a good <laughs> job of it. The fat one, the baby one. <laughs> he does a good job of it. Um, the middle one... Is, is the, it a comedy? I wouldn't say it's it's, it's really a drama. A it's dramedy? a drama. There's comedy in it, but it's mostly. Oh, I a thought drama. it was like a horror movie. That's what I thought. Too. It's mostly a drama. It's not really a horror. The packaging movie. is horror movie packaging. Right. Okay. Well, I told you don't believe previews. Did we I told just you about that. that. I told you I you didn't, and I'm telling you that it's not what you expect, Dave. Yes. <laughs> you don't know there's, what I expect. <laughs> there's three different sections. The middle section takes a little bit of time to get into, but Why's other it? than that, it's a really good movie. What's that called? The threes. You'll see why if you watch it. If I tell is you there really nine of him at the end? No, there's not nine of him at the uh, end. Three is the magic number. It's a good movie. It's unexpected, and I think you'd it. Like would have done better if it was the threes and they had had him holding a girl's hand on the cover instead of the horror movie cover that they have. Well, I probably would have rented it. It's just him standing there. For Pop Syndicate, back But it has was... a big scary nine on it. <laughs> okay, sorry. I didn't know that freaked you out. <laughs> <laughs> Back when I was doing handling all the mail for Pop Seneca, we got like six copies of it in, and I think I sold them all and shipped one to a reviewer. I never watched it. Should have watched it. Um, but before we get to our last review, let me toss out a, just a quick review, too. This is going to be our longest episode. Ever, Breaking but, uh, the news now. Now, now, now. I watched Have you seen Charlie Wilson's War yet? Uh, no, but I'm heard it's absolutely Roberts. terrible. I watched part no, of it and turned it off. It's actually, it's actually a pretty decent movie. However, what's terrible about it? Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts is terrible. Tom Hanks is pretty terrible. 
So Seymour Hoffman's the only redeeming quality? That's he's, what I've heard. He's really good. Yeah. What's really terrible about both of them is their freaking accents. Clearly, they have no idea what a Texas accent is. They go for Georgia opposed to Texas? They go for Georgia, kind of South Dakota. In that always happens. That. It's like, that is not Texas. Nobody understands Texas except Tommy Lee Jones. And he's <laughs> from Texas, so he understands. <laughs> But it's just like, are you kidding me? This is not like Civil War era South, like but South Carolina. Talk like, what's her face from Gone Gone with the Wind? <laughs> oh heaven help me! <laughs> I started watching it and I was kind of bored, and I had to turn it off, and then I never actually got back around to watching the end of it. But it's a decent watch if you can get past the accents. I think. Um, I just I just heard it wasn't very good, but I would recommend it. I'll uh, go with Dustin. What Dustin heard? <laughs> okay. And All right. With what you said. So, let's get to our last All review. Right. Thank God. All right. Um, All right. All right. I hate you. <laughs> this is a, a 1995 classic. Hold on a second. Did you talk over it? Talk over it. No, no. Stop Mark it. Hudson. She lives in a world of imminent danger. She she lives lives in a world of imminent no danger. <laughs> a place where she will be pushed to the limit. She's Mark Hudson. She used me at first to get to my boss. We fell in love. Diarrhea Farm. <laughs> you know, in possession of a very valuable and dangerous item. My wiener. She is a soldier <laughs> in a secret war. That's what I learned the truth about my boss. You see, I want you to see Arthur Jameson. This guy's using what he's selling. She is a fighter who wants to change sides. <laughs> Gotta believe me. But her old enemy will not become a fast ally. There's one collector <laughs> one in the United States. She died 30 years ago. The Mark Hudson Show. Have aliases. You know that. There's no CIA rep. And you think you can trust them? <laughs> they can't afford not to. Aren't you forgetting about the senator that you made disappear? She no. is the evidence that will balance their power. And three dollars and quarters. Keep the peace. <laughs> Give me the fist. And bullets are not his only weapon. <laughs> I have files on everybody, including you. If yeah, anybody gets that disc, everybody goes down. Yep. On me. <laughs> A lot of shooting. Gotta kill him. How are you gonna do that? <laughs> <laughs> By taking it to the limit. <laughs> Starring Anna Nicole Smith and Playboy Playmates of the Year, Mark Ferrati and Kathy Shower. Kathy <laughs> <laughs> Shower to show. So, yes, this uh, is uh, the 1995 gem uh, to the limit. It's interesting considering it sounds like there's constant punch- <laughs> punching throughout every scene <laughs> and explosions <laughs> now look and not only stars as she's delivering her line she's constantly <laughs> shooting a gun and punching exactly. someone in the face <laughs> and not, and only, not only stars Anna Nicole Smith and Kathy Shower and the guy who played Richie Aprile in The Sopranos it also stars action star Joey Travolta hey the mighty Joey Travolta oh uh, we decided to watch this um, for bad movie night and it might be the worst 
one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's, of course, they use anything they can to get Anna Nicole or anyone else naked in this movie. I mean, the freaking trailer has nudity in it. I went, I went to put this in at work, and I hadn't seen the trailer hey, to no. record it. I put it, I put the disc in my computer at work. Was it not approved for all audiences? I was not guess. so much. Was it a red band trailer? It was, yeah, was it considerably. No, no banded? They had yeah. like 10 scenes of Anna Nicole naked just in the trailer alone. But it's just, I mean, if you thought she was wheels off in her later days, the pill-popping days or the near-death days, I mean, she was already slurring her words, as you heard. There's like... How old is this? It's 1995, I think, something like that. It was awful. You should see her hacking, and she had the, she has a hacking scene, of course. Oh God! Or she hacks like the database. Computer. Yeah, that's and awesome. She, it's funny because who knew they they didn't even like use somebody else's stunt hands to type. They used her obviously because she just hunts and pecks and is hitting like ASDF <laughs> to hack with. That's it's, all you do, right? It's an awesome scene. It, it's, Have you it's ever great. seen hackers work? <laughs> Sorry, it's all ASDF. You didn't know that? Yeah. I'll hack your computer later and show you how it's done. <laughs> okay. But uh, if you're looking for a really bad movie to drink by, I highly recommend To the Limit. It's it's great. It's got a lot of nudity. Like at one point, she drives a car through a helicopter and it explodes, and she survives just fine. Somehow, and the helicopter disintegrates. Off. No, she oh. it just disintegrates, and she's fine. I thought she was going to be nude. Yeah, she time. comes out naked. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's a great terrible movie. If if you understand what I'm talking about, you have to about. have someone with giant fake boobs. So, and they were giant fake. And talk about nasty boobs. <laughs> really? Yes. Not not Black good boobs liquid. at all. Black liquid. So there you go. That wraps up um, yet another fine, wonderful, fine episode, fine edition of Thumbs Up Hero. Um, all right, two one four three two nine nine two seven. You're not going to call it network. Right. You never do. That's lame. High five. That one dude did. Go. Not. Out. Oh, good we point. We played it on break room instead. That's the guy that's going to kill Dave. True. FYI to whoever runs the uh, Chris, I think runs the Pop Syndicate webpage. Right. The uh, new podcast player does not work all the time. Yeah, I told them that out, a couple go, weeks ago. Out, out, so go, it's it's out. just been since Firefox is released. Oh, out, it doesn't out, work go, in out, Safari out, either. Go out. Oh, go, well, that's go, awesome. Out, Nobody out, uses out, Safari. Go, go out, go out, out. All of our out, Mac out, listeners go, do. Uh, no, they don't. If they're good, they're using Firefox. Um, yeah, so check out Paperback Radio. We're going to ba- basically be Switzerland in this whole Cinema Diabolica hey, uh, Paperback Radio war. We're the neutral country. So check out Cinema Diabolica at Cinema Diabolica. Much better than all the other countries that are fighting. Well, yes, we're highly superior. Stay above it. We're a multi-tool, just like a Swiss Army knife. Um, How is the three six? Check out paperbackradio.com. Outside the cinema, outside the cinema Diabolica. Yeah, cinema Diabolica. Outside the cinema Cinema Diabolica. Dot com. Um, And uh, there's some other podcasts out on podcast uh, radio.com. We have like podcast. If you want a podcast, we have like ten thousand film and. By TV podcast at popsyndicate.com. Testme.com? Huh? Testme. Test.me. What was it you bought? Oh, hire.me. Okay, buy hire.me from Mark Hudson for $1 million. There you go. Make me rich. Fund our station. Um, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Gasoline. All right.